Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Trampa Bet Podcast for Saturday the 21st of December 2019. I'm your host John Walker, with me this week is Andy Vaughan. Good morning John. And Gordo. Morning. Back to Wednesday morning team. Great. Yeah. Let's kick off with some good feedback. We don't get this enough. FIFA Gambler on Twitter and Fee Forest. Thank you for your, your Twitter feedback, it's very much appreciated. Gordo, uh, FIFA Gambler or Fee Forest, can't remember which one now, has praised you for pretty much solving their Christmas financial problem. Well, that's good. Oh, did he have too much money? He just needed, <laughs> just needed rid of some of it. That was on Munch and Gladbach. That was on Munch and Gladbach. The very comfortable 93rd minute winner. Pain, yep. Reason. Great. For one goal. But yeah, um, if people are listening and enjoying this, bring as much feedback as possible. We'd love to hear it. And it also helps us look better and grow if people are giving positive Definitely. feedback. Um, picks again, 14th of December. Another pretty reasonable week for us. Put Speak on. for yourself. They both, um, just for context, they both have their hands in the air. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, start, it started off so well for me on Friday night. Yeah, this would be the part in the, the row where me and Andy would take the lead. Yeah. You, you would just have a wee, a wee rest and mm-hmm. have a sandwich. Yep, just just re- recap, come back next week. You could week. get the coffees, get the flask yeah. out. <laughs> uh, my banker, Ossijek versus Slavin Bilipo. I took over 1.5 goals. It was 1-0 at half time, so you were getting one to three for this. It was 1-0 at half time. I was a little bit panicked, but a goal glut in the second half. Fine. Went 1-1, 2-1, 2-2. It was like three, 46 two, minutes he scored, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's always a wee bit worrying when you put on the overs as a banker because you can get anomalies, like boring 0-0 no, no, draws, no draws. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But yeah, in comfortably. Uh, my banker, it was, a, it was a nice and easy pick. It was Liverpool at home to Watford. Uh, they won pretty comfortably, even got the early payout for them going 2-0 up, although that took <laughs> well into stoppage time. Uh, a 2-0 win for, for Liverpool, uh, the odds of 1-5. So what about the last night? That's a shambles. The game? The game. Yeah. The, no, the, oh, the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole situation, situation is, is mental. It's not so that, if you Villa, actually backed uh, Villa minus two like I did. But... He, <laughs> I even think, see, see giving Villa odds of 1-3 to three to win that game, even with, they, they only made like five changes to their best 11. Yeah. Um, in a game they were playing 11 full reserves. See, the thing was, see for the first 15 minutes of that game, Liverpool were all over them. Like, Liverpool... Liverpool were 2-0 down after 16 minutes. Yeah. So, no, this, like, but they were, they were hitting shots, they were up there, like, their keeper kept them... Like, they did about 10 minutes of really good pressure, and then they, the second goal that... Um, Aston Villa scored was a deflection yeah, somebody crossed over the top and then they just went out of it I mean Aston Villa were always going to win the game but there's a couple of there was a couple of guys in the team that looked good everyone else like we're, we're getting panned on Twitter about being just off a school bus do you know what yeah do you know what this is the proof of though I know these are all young footballers but it's the case for reserve football in England I think what's happened in Scotland with the League Challenge Cup with the way Rangers and Celtic have performed recently yeah. probably disproves that a little but that is probably more of a um, backing up of the gap between Rangers Celtics Academy and all of the semi-pro leagues uh, semi-pro teams in the low leagues but Aston Villa have put out 
a good Premiership side, but it's still a lot of changes, and they've played an under twenty three academy side in Liverpool and spanked them. Yeah, the boys cannot. Step- I mean, it would have been incredibly embarrassing for Aston Villa if they hadn't won that game by several goals. Like, yes, they should have won that game by. But several all goals. these teams. They're playing a specific way in academy football. I've said this before. Mm, when I watch, Dutch way when, I, when I watch <laughs> Arsenal games, they don't tackle each other. Yeah. And then you stick 11 of them in a game against men, professionals, and they, they get barred. Yeah. That, they, that's they, what, they get bullied. And then they then... I mean, I'm always concerned about the psychological thing going, well, how do they go back and just feel like, oh, right. So that's that's the golf. Because that's not even it. That's League Cup golf. No, but, but yeah, but, but no, that's to, the, be, to be a professional, you've got to learn to lose. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need to like it. But that's, in fact, it's probably good if you don't like. But that's it. why I think it's good if these players are players coming back from injury are dropping in to play academy football. Like, like Tony, like, on, on a related note though about confidence and stuff. Did you see Duncan Ferguson at the weekend? Moisey. Now yeah. what? Yeah, oh, we talked about this yesterday. But... Yeah, so he's he's subbed them on and subbed them back off. Now, if you're a professional football player, you should be able to take that and just go. That's fine. The manager just subbed me off. But also, not if you've not if you've just moved. You've moved country. You're young, and you've not really had a shot in the team, and you've been playing in a poor team, and then you get brought on at Old Trafford, and they it feels team like, won the game. It feels uh, like, no, like well, they they accomplished a it, point. That which to is, me feels like it's not an, it's not an individual issue. That feels like there's an amalgamation of things. But I did I really like Duncan Ferguson's answer to it. Yeah, he just he, he wanted to sub somebody he, he to waste some time. Yes, and he's only got attackers on the bench. And he's only got attackers and he, on the bench. He didn't know who, so he went. Yeah. Probably easier to take the centre forward up because he'd moved Calvert Lewin to right wing. Yeah. And I, I think that's a reasonable explanation. Oh, one hundred percent. I actually went because I, I felt I seen Josh Windass tweet about it, and I went, "He's right. That's pretty fucking shady." And then I did look at who was on the pitch at the time, and I thought it was, a, I, it was a late sub. It wasn't like he got subbed on after twenty minutes for an injury and took him off at half time yeah. or something. Because that, that's a totally different thing altogether. Yeah. And I think what Duncan Ferguson has proven to me is it's really simple. See that level of football management when you've got good quality See, players. Although, uh, yeah, everyone talks about the stress of that. He's proof that it is actually, if you keep it simple, it is really easy. You come in, give people confidence, set up the way you want. That's it. Hands off. Don't, don't give too much information. These, are, these aren't people you're trying, although there's an impact where certain coaches have come in, like Graham Potter has improved Brighton astronomically. Mm, uh-huh. yeah. But for the most part, these are players who are playing at the top level. Yeah. They're top professionals. They're all talented footballers. None of them are shit. That's just a fact. None of them are shit. You just need somebody to come in and do it, say the right things. Calvert Lewin has been managed by one of the most fucking physical strikers of the last thirty years, and that's all Calvert Lewin ever has been. As yeah. a good aerial threat, strong. He looks like a world beater, and, yeah. he's, and he's played Chelsea Man U in the last two games. And you do find yourself kind of going, "Why was he not getting a game?" The other thing, like I, I understand that Ancelotti's going to come in, which is well, we'll get to that, right? But I actually feel a bit bad for Duncan Ferguson. Although, do you think it's a blessing for him because he didn't actually? get to the point where he was getting booed off the pitch and all that kind of stuff. No, I, had I, his I taste it's a good it. thing. You've had a taste of it. You've done pretty well at yeah. it. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, his reputation has helped him in that manager's job. Because like, like, if you're anyone, like, I, I don't know anyone outside of like a professional boxer that would fuck with Duncan Ferguson. Wait, do you know what? You know, I don't think a professional boxer would <laughs> fuck with Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, because he understands punches. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't do boxing. He does, like, fucking head, scrapping. Head yeah. 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 <laughs> the, 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 the thing I love, Duncan Ferguson is, like, Remember WWE years ago when The Rock would say the name of the town he was in, wherever he was? Yes. They got a massive cheer. Duncan Ferguson's been given the Everton job. He stuck back on his Everton sweatband. Yeah. And then he got fucking Howard Kendall's watch. Yeah. That is the shout out of just saying whatever town you're in all the time. Go, yeah. look, at, look at these things. Yeah. Everyone fucking loves him. 
God, was that enough distraction to now talk about your banker? Yes, <laughs> my banker. So Pau have not lost, had not lost at home since March, uh, and we're playing bottom of the league, Lapoy, and went up one 0 What could go wrong? Yeah, went up one 0 It was great. They had a goal chopped up. Pau had a uh, Lapoy had a goal chopped off. Uh, then Pau uh, Lapoy went up three one. Uh, Pau brought it back to three two, and that's how the game finished. Incredibly frustrating because I continually doubled down each time they went down a goal. Um. Which which is a bit irritating, and it also cost us our banker treble. But costing us trebles is a theme in this, so I'll get to my next one. Uh, Osnabrück, uh, my value was Osnabrück in Germany versus Dresden. Lovely. It's the easiest value yeah. I've ever had. Three 0 comfortable. It was always, always, always one way traffic. It's great. See, see when you get games like that, yeah. where you don't even worry at all. Yeah, we Dr- Dresden are a team to watch right now. They, they are for, fucking for being poor. awful, Rancid. especially away from home. But yeah, three 0 easy, even money, brilliant. So my value bet was settable at home to Aves at the odds of even money. And this was really comfortable as well, but it was only 1-0. But I did say last week, yeah, they've conceded three goals at home all season. If they go 1-0 up, they'll win the game. Yeah, you're, you're exa- I think your exact statements were, settable do not concede. And if they score, they win. Yeah, and that's ex- <laughs> it's exactly what happened. Accurate. So. And I say I put this in a tweet, but I'll just repeat it for any Rangers fans that are listening. Aves are fucking terrible. And they have one win in the last 15 games. And that was against Rangers opponents in the last 32. Oh, there you so go. So don't be fooled by the Europa League form. They are fucking stinking, the team we've been drawn against. Yeah, Braga, um, have a, they lost in the Portuguese Cup already to like a fourth division. Yeah, they're mid-table. They're, yeah. they're mid-table. Their attendances have went from 17,000 on the opening day down to 8,000 now as their is there weekly attendance. So fans have just went... Playing into Rangers' hands, it's like going to any SPL team. Have you seen the stadium? <laughs> I'm buzzing, man. Are you going to? Are you going? Well, are you going? Maybe going to go. I. Brilliant. But the issue is, hang on. Is, uh, is that the stadium with the big cliff? Is? Yes. Yes. It's incredible. You can the hill photos walk, on that you, are you can, amazing. You, there's pictures of people you can hill walk and walk onto the roof of the stadium. So is that people like scadging the game for free? Well, I, I'm for, assuming pay they, for a ticket. I'm assuming they must put security. <laughs> yeah, was, on that path to go. No, 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 no I, was, guys. I, was, I was joking. It's quite a lot. No. It's quite a lot of effort. <laughs> You expect me to hill walk like, after a day of drinking? Yeah, I'm not doing that to save 20 quid. If you wake up there, then that's fine. Like You just get to the top, <laughs> fucking hell. And uh, thanks for the distraction again. But uh, yeah, so my value, Fiorentina versus Inter, the most frustrating game of the whole weekend. Uh, Inter went up 1-0 about 20 minutes into the game, 30 minutes into the game. Uh, had a goal chopped off at 2-0, rightly so by far. Uh, and Lukaku then, had a, a header that was saved, like one of those Goalkeeper diving backwards, claws it out of the net. Like so, and then they succumbed to Fiorentina's pressure in the ninety-third minute, which did a lot of people dirty. It was annoying because it was the last game of the weekend. Yeah. That was the late Sunday night game, and I had the value treble waiting on it. A few of the guys in the Facebook group were waiting not, on it. I feel like I'm constantly trying to convince Andy. Did you not? There was not a point at like eighty-eight minutes where you went, oh, "Go on, it's five of losing." I don't think it was that clear cut because of uh, because of how. Much to be getting battered. The it last was, it 20 was 20, minutes. Oh yeah, so I had twenty five quid on it. I think I think it returned two hundred and five, and my cash out never got above one sixty. Oh really? Even, yeah. even in stoppage time, oh, because they were because they were getting battered. battered. Yeah. And I was like, all they need to do is hold out, and my cash out went up, and then they announced six minutes stoppage time, and it went back down, and I was like, Ugh. yeah. And it was actually a really good goal with Fiorentina as well, but that doesn't take away from the. the it was a good goal. A good, it was a good breakaway goal. Yeah. But you're like, if you're hanging on at a one 0 lead, you shouldn't be giving the opponent an opportunity to score a counter attack goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be a long, you it's, be especially like Italian football. Yeah, I, th- I, I I was hoping that maybe they had put an announcement out that looking for your two 0 like cash out. 
Oh man, <laughs> in the stadium. He's it's waiting there because when they went, um, when you got the alert for them to go two 0 up, I was like, "That's brilliant!" First half, game finished. Bet three six five yeah. p out two 0 It got varred off, and I was like, oh, "This is this is bad now." Yeah. Um, always look for leagues that bet three six five pay out. Yeah. If a team goes two 0 up, but yeah, so that that was my value. Incredibly frustrating. My outsider is Sandhausen at home to Hamburg. Sandhausen oh. took the lead. Hamburg equalised, but I've shared with you is the video. What a game! Oh. Last twenty minutes of that were me- last twenty minutes Hamburg, that was like a relegation battle. I said on the podcast that Sandhausen had won two games against the top three mm. with like less than forty percent possession. Yeah, because they know how to set up. That's and... all this was was Hamburg mm. battering them the whole game. Once they got the equaliser, it was only going to be one team that won it, and then and then Sandhausen broke away two on one, clean through the goalie. And I fucking up. That was 89 minutes. I had yeah. just turned it on at halftime of the Rangers game yeah. to watch the end of the match. I was like, you are fucking kidding me on. And that was brutal because if that had come in, it would have returned me quite a bit because I put all our outsiders in a Trixie. Uh, so you only need two of the three and I'd already hit mine the previous, uh, like, <sighs> earlier in the day. So I took Bristol Rovers away at Ipswich at the huge odds of 17-4 to 4 before the game, which is madness over 4-1. Yeah. Over and Rovers went 2-0 up in the first half. Did you get paid out in that? Is the, no, is that League, one one, the... League One doesn't. It's the English Premier League and Championship. But it doesn't matter. I get paid out because Bristol Rovers won the game. Yeah, and won. a FIFA gambler, a Twitter follower, put on the both teams to score and win at 9-1. 9-1 for yeah, both teams to score and Rovers to win. Um, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a really good pick. Very happy with that. My outsider, uh, AC Milan versus Sassuolo, was a game... In fact, all of my games had uh, varred off goals. In was that, that yeah. favourite as well? Yeah, so uh, AC Milan got a vard, their their goal vard off. Uh, Susulo didn't want to win the game after 80 minutes. They were content with a draw. They were diving. They were doing all that kind of stuff. And it's the kind of shithousing I wanted from Inter when they were 1-0 up. Um, it, it was a, a close game. Susulo were getting the ball on the break, but they've got, they've got this boy up front who reminds me a lot of uh, Sam, Sam Maximan, the Newcastle player. Like, yep. Happy to beat a man, but as soon as he loses the ball, that's someone else's problem. Um, he just... sounds like a lot of modern footballers, yeah, <laughs> not, but yeah, so that was probably. So, I mean, they're four to one for a reason, but a draw. We looked at the double chance last week, it was five to six. All right, okay, yeah, three out of three week for me. Let's just put that in, yeah, Andy. And then the charity, my only redeeming feature uh, this weekend. Started off my weekend quite well. Yeah, no. Uh, Lorient went up. Uh, Lorient won one nil. They are running away with that league, and that was against some pretty good opposition. Oxera in fifth at the moment, um, five to six. They came in. It was my my charity bet next, and um, I like the coupon down this time. I had Union Berlin away from home at Paderborn. They were a goal up, but that game ended one each. Although I did. I probably got a bit cocky because I've been on a really good run and I took something at like 6-4 to four. Yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of odds on. And I took, which didn't matter Monday, <laughs> but I had Copenhagen at home to Odensa. They were 1-0 down and it was similar to the game you were at a few weeks ago, Andy. It's identical to a fortnight ago. I was looking at it, so I had a decent weekend as well and I was looking at building and I hovered over Copenhagen who were, I think, at the time I looked at it, were 9-1 to one to come back and win. Yep. They had like 78% possession. Oh, they were all over They them. were pummeling them, but I just went for a goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got it. And when I seen the goal instantly, I went, I'm going to bet another goal. But before I could get the bet on, it was still... They did it again, 1-0 down was, at home, 10 it, minutes to go, and they scored twice to in a minute. To sum up how quick it was, the betting was still suspended yeah. from the 1-1. Yeah. That, that's right. exactly what they did a fortnight ago. Um, it, absolutely, against Holbro. Absolutely crazy. But overall, it was, it was tw- a good 8 game. out of 12 again. We, yeah. can't, we can't complain with that. We are just trying to get value. 
The only other thing is people come back with us before the podcast. Once you listen, give us some tips back right away. Yeah, or say you agree with something, or say you don't agree with something. Maybe, yeah, maybe you follow. Quite good at that. J- Jason Stott is good at that. <laughs> he just messaged me saying, that's shite. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> or calling from my head before the games have kicked off. Yeah. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. This week's Scottish players abroad. Uh, we'll start with Ryan Gold. I return to form yes. for SC Frenza. They beat Fiorenza. They definitely won because uh, <laughs> it's, it's yeah Fiorenza. It's Firenze versus Firenze. Yeah. It's like when you weren't allowed to make like custom teams in FIFA. You were like, I'll t- I want the same team, but I'll just change their name. <laughs> oh man, do you remember Sensible Soccer? You won't, Gordon. No. Gordon's yeah, I remember, I remember Sensible remember Soccer. Remember the, the Man United team, Lee Blunt instead of Lee Sharp and things like this. It was one <laughs> Paul Mince. <laughs> There'll be a screenshot somewhere on the oh, internet of the it. team, right? Oh yeah, there definitely is. Uh, can we do that as the person who gets the least selections each week can be Paul Mince for the week? Well, well, well. Jason Stott said that if you get zero out of four, you should get a booking and be suspended for <laughs> a, a week. <laughs> one match ban. Luckily, Laurie bailed me out. I, I would actually go one further than what he's suggesting, and I would say if if you get two bankers lost in a week, you get a booking that you get suspended. Two bankers in a row. Yeah, because that's that's bad. That's We're, bad. We should not lose two bankers in a row but Ryan Gold oh yeah uh, so so you're calling this an assist oh no I'm joking <laughs> no I know but, yeah. I said, no, no, but it's great but what what a fucking free kick yeah um, so the free kick about 30 yards out uh, Miguel Bandara Ryan Gold steps over it so it's a fantastic assist because he tricks the goalkeeper mm-hmm. goalies all over the place um, absolute screamer the best thing you watch the highlights on the Twitter page if you want to Gold's pressing is exceptional it's good but I do not know any team that should be playing a ball clipped from the left centre half to the right back 20 yards inside their own half. Like, it's too easy to cut out. But they should have had more goals. They should have won the game comfortably. This is becoming a common theme when I'm watching Friends. They're head and, even National, who are second, they're head and shoulders above everyone. So you think anytime you see Friends playing? Especially at home. At, yeah. Especially at home. I mean, the, the results don't look that great because there's a lot of 1-0s and 2-1s. But it's they, 1-0 they, batterings. They are yeah. battering teams. I think Firenze had maybe two chances mm. and they weren't clear cut. Um, but yeah, really impressive. You can go watch the, the highlights on the Twitter page. Claire Emsley, Melbourne City beat Melbourne Victory 1-0. She only played 45 minutes. They're top of the league, so that's after round five. But I watched the highlights. See from the very first minute, she's got a knee take yeah. up and it looked uncomfortable. Like anytime she got the ball, she would go from limping to sprinting. Mm. And there's only one clip of her beating her, ma- her woman down the right wing. Skins the right back, cuts it back, they should score, but looked really badly injured, and I don't know if she's going to be missing for a while, because I... You shouldn't be playing on that. No. I've never seen anyone... I've seen people play with a strapped hamstring. And the K-tape down it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I've never seen anyone play with like a knee... Str- That's yeah. like me on a Monday night, playing sevens. Yeah. I've got a fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin knee strap on, <laughs> just holding my fucking body together. So when you say you've seen no one play like that, you, you see yourself do it all the time? I professionally. <laughs> <laughs> So her and Ryan Gold are both top of the leagues. Charlie Gilmore, DeGrashap 2, Telstar 2. They are now two points off the playoff. And tonight, Charlie Gilmore's playing Ajax in the Dutch Cup. Telstar went 1-0 up from a corner. Headed down. Headed back down from the far post. And there's five yeah. defenders looking at the striker just stood in front of the keeper. Yep. Belting it in. It's also still a fucking terrible header. 
Because still. still to keep us feet. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you're, if you're going to do a header, head it down. Yes, I suppose, yeah. We're always taught that. Headed down. But the defending's absolutely awful. Uh, went 1-1. And then Telstar took the lead in the 93rd minute, which is at what point I get excited because the, Scra- the Graf Sharp are a good team. And Telstar needed a win. 37 seconds between scoring and the long ball from centre. Some Yeah. The keepers couldn't claim it, but the guy does look fucking huge. Massive. That wins a header on top of the keeper. But I just think if any keeper comes... You can't have people tall and you when you're jumping and punching a ball. Unless you're like Danny DeVito height. <laughs> which, which, in which case you're not you a professional goalkeeper. Should, yeah, you shouldn't be a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, take up being a jockey. So yeah, they're two points off the playoffs. Ziggy Gordon, our man. Your man. Main man. And once people see this podcast, they'll have noticed there is now another episode. A supplement. A supplement say. to the yeah. podcast called Scots Abroad. This is our first interview with one of these players so for anyone who's listening outside of Scotland and here's us going about Ziggy Gordon and has no fucking clue who he is you will now have the full background of everywhere he's been and yep. done um, so that interview is now available if you want to go listen and learn more about Ziggy Gordon you can but from this game what we have learned is you mentioned in the podcast that Central Coast have become a much stronger mm-hmm. defensive team and they have because Sydney are favourites to win the league they've got the record best start of any team in the league just now they lost 1-0. They conceded a goal after three minutes. Really sloppy defending from Clisby, the left-back. Ball over the top. And both centre-halves are just out of the picture yep. because somebody's done the, the old Red Van Easteroy trick where they've stood offside knowing the ball's not coming to them. Mm-hmm. Played in and then by that point you're like, right, everyone, everyone's 30 yards away from me. Yep. And it that, was a, that kind of shouldn't be allowed, but it just it just makes it so difficult to police yeah. that. Um, and about 20 minutes later, there was an amazing last-ditch tackle from Ziggy Gordon. Again, highlights are available. But it was like 89 minutes, Ziggy Gordon was playing right back. And he's overlapped, put a fucking fantastic cross into Galafuco, who should have fucking scored. It's one of those ones where he's just got his head on it and no more. Mm. But he should do better from 10 yards with a header. But Central Coast are now rock bottom. But there is only three points splitting them and five positions above them. So They're a much, much more sound defensive unit this year. Oh yeah, they've only conceded like they've only conceded three goals once, and by this time last year they conceded five. Oh, it used to six be a, and four. It yeah. used to be a stick on just like for the goals against. Uh, Ollie Burke, Alaves one, Laganes one played eighty minutes. <laughs> the gutting thing for us whenever I watch these highlights, I'll see the minutes. He comes off at seventy eight and the equalise on eighty. Yeah, and you go. Oh. Used to happen a lot with David Bates when he played at Hamburg, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you don't want to see a striker coming off and no. then the team scoring a goal. It was Yossilu who played with Newcastle. Yeah. That was that scored the equaliser, but you said this was always. Oh, this game is a like. See those two teams; they're like just a horrible, horrible set. Like the only point Alaves have got is this, like, and because they're playing against other trash. So, um, <laughs> but I, I do like the fact that anytime I see Martin Braithwaite written anywhere, like he does not sound like a La Liga superstar. No. <laughs> like he sounds like the kind of guy like would be on the hockey last night at the PDC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is the person that I signed. Him and Ryan Gold were the two people I always signed about six FIFAs ago. Nice. Because they were rapid. Like, he, Martin Braithwaite is rapid. Mm-hmm. I used to always sign him for next to nothing. But I hadn't heard him again until this. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> there he is. There's a nice little throwback. Uh, other players, so this is now I was going into, I think, winter break for a lot of these leagues. Yeah. So other players' updates are Fraser Hornby only played four minutes. Kortrijk lost 2-1 at home to Muscron. That really annoyed me because they were needing a goal for 15 minutes and didn't make a sub. And I was watching the game going, they're launching the ball from deep. And I'm like, you've got a six foot four striker on the bench. Yeah. 
they would be good at this. Bring them on. And you brought them on at 89 minutes. So they're now third bottom. Tony Watt, uh, Sophia won 4-0 at home to Donaz Rose. He only came on for the last 10 minutes. It was already 4-0 when he came on. They're fourth in the league and they're into the quarterfinals of the Bulgarian Cup. Liam Henderson has not featured for seven games now. Yeah. It, three a great result as well. Torino were 3-0 up. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, all right, cool. Because we are selfishly, we don't want Ferona to go down. No. But we selfishly want a case for Liam Henderson to get to back. To be in the team, yeah. Because my worry now is, by the lack of football he's got, I'm concerned that he might take a a loan deal or something to come back because he's not getting game time anywhere. Yeah. He can't just sit on the bench. I did see an interview with him, though. He does, he speaks really good Italian. Like, really impressively. How's your Italian? Terrible. So how do you know? Yeah, he could be saying nothing. <laughs> he could, he yeah. could be getting it all wrong. I mean, I'm... A, I'm he could be talking about what he did at the weekend in his favourite colour. <laughs> Standard yeah, no, the, the, stuff. The, the subtitles are oh, right. telling you what he's talking about. But there is part of me that goes, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I can't confirm that those subtitles are correct in what they're saying. I just trust the guy who put the video together. Yeah. Our sponsor player, Michael Hewitt, was suspended, but the game got called off due to what, a log pitch. And through absence of Michael Hewitt alone. Is that the only reason they yep. called it off? <laughs> this week's picks. And did you want to go first? This seems to be like a, a good luck charm when we mix it up every week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll start as we always do with the banker. I'm going to say at the, the outset, this week is an absolute bastard of a week yes, across like it, every card. Well, because there's a lot of European leagues shutting down now as well. It's not just that. It seems like all the games are someone, all mediocre team at home and the team that's away from home is slightly better. So what you're getting is teams around even money at home and teams just under two to one away and you don't really want to side with either of them. Yeah, because we've for been... For a go- lot of games. Because we've been doing... Very well recently. I'm getting really nervous because I was going, this is really hard this week. I'm there's, there's some weeks where you, you're flattered with the amount of picks you can do and you're, you're, this week is not one of them. This no. week is difficult. Um, in saying that, I think, I think it reflects that it's a difficult week because I'm in the Bolivian <laughs> division. <laughs> Professional Clasura on Saturday at 7pm UK time. It's the greatly named Always Ready. At home to Aurora, mate. There's, there's some. I, I can't think of them off the top of my hand, but I looked at that league. Oh, the leagues get great names. They're all really English. Yeah. Have we colonised Bolivia? And I don't know about it. I don't know the history. Always of ready is a perfect banker. We'll, always, we'll oh, find out if they are always ready at the conclusion. Oh, of this mate, game, mate. Always ready played the strongest a couple of weeks ago because that's the reason. That's, that's it. That yeah. was it. Always ready against the strongest. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a great shout. So yeah. always ready. They're fifth in the division with 38 points from 22 matches. They're playing the 13th place team, Aurora. That's actually second bottom. It's a 14-team league. And they've got 14 points from their 22 matches. So a gulf there. Form-wise, always ready. 12 points from their last five games. Aurora, only three points from their last five. So there's a mismatch in form. Aurora have also only managed three points in total on the road all season. And that's from 11 attempts. Um, always ready, 23 points from 11 home matches. Their last five home games of four wins and a draw, and that draw was against second place Wilsterman. So they're very good at home. They're in great form just now. They're several places in the league above Aurora, and Aurora are in bad, bad form, and they're really bad on the road. I think this should be a really easy home win. Um, it's only odds of 1-4, to four, but it's a banker for all your coupons. 
And uh, so my banker this week, I'm returning to France, but one of the more, well, the top league. It's Marseille versus Nîmes. Um, Marseille at home are beating teams very, very similar to Nîmes. Their last five games, they've beat Bordeaux 3-1, they beat Brest 2-1, they beat Lyon 2-1, they beat Lille (laughs) 2-1, and they beat Strasbourg 2-0. The previous game to that I'd quite like to talk about because they drew with the Cape Verde Islands. (laughs) That was a friendly they played in between. That's brilliant. That's the kind of that's a FIFA matchup more than anything else. <laughs> uh, Nîmes away were the team that Andy mentioned last week that lost six 0 to Bordeaux with no red cards or anything. Just terrible. They just they're just not very good away from home. They lost to Angers. They lost to Strasbourg. Um, they drew with Reim and they drew with Lille. They've got a run going back. They haven't won a game for like twelve games, thirteen games away from home. You're getting Marseille at one to three. Marseille overall in their form. Are just doing really quite well. They struggled against Mets last week, yeah. Um, which is the only question mark, and I think that's why you're getting a slightly better price. They've struck their keeper went off injured in the first 20 minutes, yeah. And it definitely fucked the game up a wee bit, but they went a goal down, came back. But previous to that, they'd won seven in a row because I did look at them on Sunday night, think eh, on Saturday night, sorry, going that they're a good pick away to Mets because you were getting, yeah, I think seven to five, and they were the form team. Mets are one of these teams uh, who did it for us last year where they can go a goal up and hold it or, or, or hold out something. They just they're they're not very good at like going forward after that. Like they'll get a goal and, and try and keep it. But I think Marseille are really good. Pick. Yeah, I think like, we said this before at the start of the season they were terrible, but they were missing like Tovan Paye. They were well, missing yeah. their best players. Now that Villarreal has all the players available, they're definitely kicking on now. PSG are running away with the league. That's unfortunate. Yeah. but they are getting on one to three. My bankers in La Liga and it's Mallorca versus Sevilla, which is at twelve o'clock on Saturday. I'm taking over one point five goals again. It's one to four. All stats suggest this is in. Uh, the average for Mallorca's games is 2.2. The average for Sevilla's games is 2.4. The average for Mallorca's home conceded is over one goal. And Sevilla scoring away from home is over one goal. Everything to me suggests that this is coming in. The average of both teams in all the games they've played is 2.7. So you're even over 2.5 goals technically. Although you can't score 2.7 goals in a game. But over over 1.5, 1-4. Mallorca versus Sevilla, 12 o'clock Saturday. Onto the value picks. Um, we can let the listeners in on the secrets of the show. So we put our picks out the day before generally so that we can all research and look at each other's picks. Um, Not Andy. Curveball. <laughs> so, so what I did, I had my value as Leverkusen away at Mainz. Uh, and Mainz went and beat Bremen 5-0 <laughs> last night. Away from home. So, so we're recording on Wednesday morning. That happened on Tuesday evening. So I'm switching that. Um, we're not having Leverkusen. Leverkusen will probably go on and win now, but Aye. they're not. They're not the value pick. Uh, I've changed it. I'm going to be um, in Scotland instead. I'm going to take Cowden Beath at home to Stenhouse Muir. Cowden Beath third place in the table versus an eighth place Stenhouse Muir. Although there's a ten team league, so eighth place is actually only three points off of the very bottom spot. Cowden Beath reasonably decent at home this season. Nineteen points from eight home matches. Stennis Muir have lost four of their last five away games. They've only got nine points away all season. Both teams aren't playing particularly well just now, but overall, Cowdenbeath are better, and they're also much better at home. I'll side with them at 23-20, to 20, so better than evens. Just due to the lateness of the change, I'm just going to give the same feedback I had already. Andy Mainz have won three out of five home games. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they'll really get to Cowdenbeath. My right, no, no. So we're not in the Bundesliga. We're, <laughs> we're in the Scottish League too, and it's Cowden Beath at home, twenty-three twenty. My uh, 
bank, uh, my value um, is Benevento at home to Frozenone. We're in the Sierra B. Benevento are running away with this league. They are 10 points um, ahead of this. Um, Frozenone are in third just now. They are not very good away from home. They get all their points. Uh, they get all their points um, at home. Benevento, the last five, uh, the last five games have been they've beat Trapani five 0 They've beat Croatoni two 0 They've beat Empoli two 0 They've beat Cremonese two 0 They beat Perugia one 0 So they've won their last five at home. Um, frozen on um, away from home have only beat Juve Stabia, who are the they're not a terrible team, but they're 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 not particularly good. Um, Parma and Spezia beat them. They drew with says um, Citadella and Cremonese. Benevento win all their their games at home. This is this is how they're running away with this league, and I think it's pretty generous to get them at slightly over evens on in, on bet three six five. But I had them at evens. My only note is good pick. Thank you. My value is in the, the German Bundesliga. It's uh, Bundesliga two. It's St. Pauli versus Bielefeld. Bielefeld away, you're getting at six to five, which is really fucking good odds. Um, it's the best away team versus the tenth best or tenth worst, whatever way you want to look at it, because it's the same split. A home team, St. Pauli aren't great. The last five home games are one win, two draws, two losses. Bielefeld's away record is four wins and one draw in the last five. Six to five is really good odds. Again, it was a, I felt it was a difficult week. I toyed between this and my charity, so if you want to look at them and choose whichever way you compile what we give you. But Bielefeld away to St. Pauli, Bundesliga 2 on Saturday, 6-5. On to the Outsiders. I am... Um... Now staying in the Scottish League Two, so yeah, you're getting, yeah, you're getting two Scottish League Two games this week. It's Queens Park at home to Cove Rangers at Saturday three o'clock. Cove Rangers are still top of the Scottish League Two. However, Edinburgh City have been gaining ground of late, and Cove really won't want a trip through to Glasgow to play Queens Park. They've lost four of their last five away matches. Queens Park have started to turn things around at home. They beat Brecon five two. They beat title-challenging Edinburgh City 2-1 and a good one each draw with Sterling recently. So I like a huge price being offered in a home win, 9-2. And I think if you look at Cove, Cove have lost four of the last five away games. Yeah. So they're, I don't know if it's players' injuries or travel, but they're starting they, they to have get had injury problems. Away. They are having points chipped away and it's becoming a problem for them and going to Hamden or Lesser Hamden isn't easy. And the biggest uh, determinant on the pick for me would be that recent win for Queen's Park against Edinburgh City, City. Yeah. who are the form team now. Yeah. So I, I think in 92 now we're saying this. 92 at home. That this is really fucking good odds. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Watch this now be one of those ones. It's cold <laughs> cold, yeah. Yeah. But but for the price, 92 is incredible value. Yes. So so they're the outsider for me this week. Nice. Um I am staying in Sierra B for my outsider. Um so UV Stabia, who we previously mentioned are on a, they lost to Frozenoni, but they're on a, a relatively okay, they're on an okay run. But away from home, Venezia have drawn out of their last ten games. They've drawn six of them, one each. Like they play away from home. If you look at Venezia's away from, they drew two 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 with Piscara, one one with uh, Empoli, one one with Ascoli, um, one one with Udinese, one one with Casenza. They won two 0 against Intella and drew one one with um, Frozenoni. So what you're saying is one one, one one is uh, so on the correct score. I had a look at this briefly before the game. You can get the one one at a fair price of five to one. Let me just check. This is the same. Yeah, so you can get the you can get the one one at five to one. I think that this game's going to be a draw. They're both beside each other in the table. Uh, Stab- uh, Venezia have nineteen points. Um, Stabia have seventeen. It looks like the kind of game it heads towards a draw. I think at two to one, that's quite a good shout. Yeah, I'd go with that. Andy hates draws, so he's going to leave that. 
I do. I just hate watching a game and wanting it to be a draw. Yeah, but I'd have liked. I'd have liked that on flip flop allegiance with every goal. Yes, boys, but I I don't. I don't like that. See, I'd have been comfortable watching draws last week with my picks. (laughs) 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 Um, That would have been fine. (laughs) My pick is in the Belgian top flight. It's Upen versus Cotterick, so that's Fraser Hornby's Cotterick. The draw is nineteen to ten. Sorry, Andy, we're going draw. I had previously picked Cotterick, but then I looked at the the form of both teams. So I was originally going Cotterick because they beat them in the cup two mm-hmm. weeks ago. But since then, it's been draws all over the place for both teams. Um, both are not good at winning games. Essentially, they're either losing or drawing their games. The history tends to go with the away team in this, but I just think with such poor form, it's a draw. It's two teams that are struggling. Nineteen to ten, the draw. That's what I'm going for. Open versus Cotterick in the Belgian top flight. On to this week's charity. So this is £10 of our own money on a treble. Donated to Beats and if it comes in, £10 goes to Beats at the end of the year anyway if it doesn't come in. Andy? We'll start in the English Championship. This game's Sunday at noon, so depending on when your games are, it could be all riding on this. Sheffield Wednesday at home to Bristol City, and you'll get Sheffield Wednesday at just under even money. They're 5-6 to six just now. Um, they've been superb of late. They absolutely hammered Nottingham Forest 4-0 away from home last time out. Although all game, uh, all the goals came in the first half, they're 4-0 up at halftime, just saw it out. They're also now in a five-game unbeaten run overall, a six-game unbeaten run at home. They're fourth placed in the league's five-game form table with 11 points from a possible 15, while Bristol City have picked up just six points from their last five league matches. You also go, have to go back to 2012 for the last time Bristol City won at Sheffield Wednesday. So I'll happily back Sheffield Wednesday around evens. And one of the reasons that I do have this on the charity bet as well is I know it's the televised game and I'm going to watch it. Right, okay. So, um, as I said, I think it was pretty difficult to find value picks this week. Um, But the fact this is televised and they're the home team and they're in good form means they can be our charity pick for the week. My my own concern is Bristol City seem to draw a lot of fucking games, Mm -hmm. but Sheffield Wednesday do look like in good form. And for a Scottish football podcast... It does have Bannon, Bates if he's available, Rhodes and Fletcher. So the very Scottish team, so it's quite enjoyable to, to I put think on the C players. That'd been a brilliant game to watch in like twenty fifteen. All those guys <laughs> were still really <laughs> David Bates is still peaking. He is. Bates is there. Um so my charity pick this week is in the French National, so the, the third tier of French football. It is Laval away to Bastia Borgo. Um so Laval Interestingly enough, last season where the team that won all their games at home, so they could they could only win games at home and they'd get pumped away. Um, this season they're they've improved their their form and their away form specifically. So their away form has them at fifth in the table. Um, seven games played, twelve points. Bastia's home form is pretty poor. They've got nine points from seven games. You should be getting more than that when you're playing at home. Overall, in the last five games, Laval have got eleven points from the last five. With a, 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 they've scored seven, conceded one. Whereas Bastia Borgo. They've conceded. They've scored seven, conceded twelve. They're on. They've got two points from that. You're getting Laval at three to two, away from home. That's Friday night. I think that's a good price. Yeah, my, my only note is that Bastia are so poor, but I'm not sure enough about Laval's form. But Bastia are terrible. Yeah. My charity pick is in Australia. It's the Melbourne Derby, City versus Victoria. Uh, victory, Victoria. <laughs> uh, the home team eleven to ten. Melbourne City. I watched the game last week. 
they won 4-0 away, they were phenomenal. Jamie McLaren has broke every record for the start of the season now, so he's got 12 goals in the opening six games. That's Shankland-esque. And he has seven cup goals in four games, so he's already in 20 goals and he's only played 11 games. He did have a spell injured, because remember there was a week that yeah. I picked him to score. yeah. So Melbourne City to win is 11-10. to 10. Victory aren't very good. Four out of five wins in a row for Melbourne City. Three losses in a row away from home for Melbourne Victory. It is a derby, however, but I am going for Melbourne City. That is a treble. So it's Melbourne City, Sheffield Wednesday and Laval as the charity pick. Other bets, I just want to say in that same game, I would look at Jamie McLaren. He's 6-5 to five to score any time. His goal-scoring form is phenomenal. It's almost two per game. Yes. It, so. It's a lot more than one per game and that's all I'm interested in. <laughs> He does take the penalties as well, so if there is a penalty, he's on it. Six to five is ridiculous. So you probably get a lot, probably get really good odds on the double. Melbourne City to win, Jamie McLaren to score. But I just was mentioning them as separate bets. Another one that I like was one that, when I seen a thought of you, Andy. Bristol Rovers versus Peterborough. Mm. Two teams that have featured a lot. Uh, both teams have scored no draws, 11 to five. They both score tons of goals and go and win games. I quite like that because I've picked both those teams on more than one occasion. Oh yeah, several, yeah and they've, several and they've won games and by scoring won. a lot of goals. Yeah, um, and then the other one, QPR's game over one point five goals. So the only other pick I had, so to note this week was um, a, a game I couldn't put in because I was going to get ripped if I put it in, which was Nice versus Toulouse. So it's it's nice to lose. Um, nice at home are three to four. This this could have been my value. Um, Toulouse are really bad away from home. Like they are a big, they've got a bigger red streak away from them. There, they they lost to Strasbourg, they lost to Nantes, they lost to Montpellier, they lost to Rennes, and they lost to Rennes when Rennes were being very poor before that five game, last five games where they got fifteen yeah. points. Um, I, I think that'd have been a good pick. However, you know, I had a I had a value in there, so that was it. Andy, I've got nothing football wise, but Christmas time's excellent for sport. Is this your darts? So, oh well, yeah. So darts to begin with, incredible. We've lost a lot of the seeds already. The top seeds. Oh really? Oh god, I. So they're um, the picture that you get for them promoting it on billboards and stuff is five players. Um, is it five or six? Anyway, four of them. I think it's six. Four of them are out. Oh really? So, yeah. So you've lost like Rob Cross. We've lost Michael Smith. Raymond Van Barneveld's gone out. It's uh, is he retired now? That's him. That right. was his. He he went out in his uh, uh, first round, which was. Uh, Awful, being a huge Barney fan. Um, but I do get to enjoy the rest of it. We saw the first ever win from a female player against a male player yeah, in the PDC World's This is night. always something I've not been sure of, as to why a non-physical sport... Like, I wasn't sure if there was a segregation of there a women's league and a men's league. Yes, there is. And I could never understand why. Because the women aren't good enough to compete. But it's not... There's no physical competition. I it's, th- like, it's like the thing that Chris Rock said about acting. He goes... Why is there an Oscar for actresses and actors? It should just be one. So, in you're, there, both, you're, you're both just pretending. So there should there should just be one. But as like was said yesterday, this is the first time a woman's ever beaten a man at it. Right. So if there was only one, and and the reason that there are women in the competition is because they specifically have a space for two female players. Right. They've not qualified the same way that right, the men okay. have had to qualify. Um. She played brilliantly. She totally deserved her win. She actually played the guy that had like the second best average on the entire night. So it wasn't like her she opponent did a brilliant game of darts. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good game of darts. Uh, although Ted Evitz was getting booed every time. He, he, he's a lovely young man. It was just such a shame. Obviously, because everyone wants Fallon Sherrick to to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that so that that kind of took the shine off it a wee bit. But she was great. But I think the reason that this has happened in darts is women generally for the last fifty or sixty years 
haven't spent all their evenings in pubs drinking pints, throwing little bits of metal at the wall. Yeah, I think I think generally, I mean, just I, a, I mean, I've not even spent my time. No, but it. historically, that's just a more male pursuit, pursuit and thing to have done. Um, you're right. I don't think there's any, there's no difference physically in how you should be able to do it. I just don't think as many women are interested in it or play it as much yeah. as men do. So if you've got a talent pool of a hundred thousand male darts players, say as a sample size, there's probably a hundred women that are interested. So if you lump them all together, what are the odds that most of them are going to be men that are good? But the same argument, pretty fucking high. The same argument being though is if she has a good tournament, it might increase some sort. Yeah, of, great. And then you get more. And then you get more. It's just never that that snooker pool. Formula table, One, maybe maybe not, maybe not t- table tennis because you actually ever turn them back. But I've never understood. Like I've been, like, those aren't c- competition again. You should have the same ability and technique to throw a metal object from the same space you're throwing it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That'll be quite interesting. I didn't actually realise that was going on because I've seen a lot of people talking about. Uh, is it Fallon Sherlock? Fal- Fallon Sherlock. Sherlock. I seen and I was like, I don't know what this is. She's only twenty five. Um, she was she was great. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how she progresses. She plays Mensur Sulevic next. Oh Jesus! <laughs> the thing is, right? If if it goes the same way as because when Suzuki played the other the other female again, her opponent was getting booed. James Richardson was getting booed every time he threw. I can't imagine anyone booing Mensur Sulevic. He's just the nicest man in the world. Is there, is there a chance that is James Wade still in just now? Wade's still in. So what? Do you think so, he'll hit a nine darter? No, no, no. <laughs> this, this is what I was going to say. So we were talking about this last night. So my girlfriend looks. So much identical like to Fallon Sherrick, like right. like specifically when she has her glasses on, she looks really similar, and her dad looks exactly like James Wade. So see <laughs> if they play each other, it's going to be as brilliant. Because I, I text Mel's mum. I, I text Mel's mum last night, being like, "Put on Sky Sports darts right now." She was like, "What is that?" I was like, went to the glasses going, She's like, "That looks like <laughs> it's, it's identical. It, it looks like Gordon's girlfriend. It's brilliant." Um. Anyway, about the darts. PDC, a lot of the big guys have gone out. You've still got Michael Van Gerwen. You've still got Gerwin Price in it. Michael Van Gerwen you'll get at just over evens, 11 to 10 for the tournament win. And Gerwin Price you'll get at around 5 or 6 to 1. No one else is going to win this. That okay. is one of those two guys. Uh, I like James Wade. I'd like to see him get a good wee tournament run in. Um, I think that would be cool. And I think of all the people left in it out with them, he'll be the guy to do it. Mm-hmm. Gary Anderson's had back problems all year. He's just not in the right frame of mind. The other top seeds are out. Daryl yeah. Gurney's out. So it's going to be between Van Gerwen and Price. And to be honest, 11 to 10, I know there's still loads of rounds left. But and a guy, so you don't want to darts. bet on a guy at evens, but yeah. he's so good at darts. Michael Van Gerwen's going to win this. And the second thing is, on Boxing Day, you'll get the King George the sixth chase, uh, which is one of the, the biggest in the horse racing calendar. This is when you know the jumps are back. Uh, you get you get the King George, and then you roll down the hill into into March and in, in the Cheltenham Festival. Um, it's pretty much a three horse race. Its surname is a favourite at seven to four. Lost in translation at two to one, and Clandiso Bow last year's winner at four to one. I will I will take the favourite surname. Sorry, at, yeah, it's seven to four. I would have thought he'd be shorter than mm-hmm. Lost in Translation, like a lot shorter, not just that tiny little point difference. Um, so yeah. Keep an eye on it. See if the market moves at all. But I think surname at two to one or better is a great bet in the King George. Surname beat Altior, which is like the horse. Like he's an absolute beast. Um, yeah, two. Um, fantasy football. Any updates? Fantasy football. Eddie Cassidy still leads the way in the trampled bet league. He uh, is the overall one. That. He's he's a Liverpool. He's he's he is strolling it just Walking now. Walking it. Walking it. I'm the Watford in this. <laughs> this <laughs> <week>. <laughs> But where it counts is the draft league, where like a player can only be owned once by each team. Um, Neil Moore, 
uh, beat me at the weekend there. Uh, he leads the way, 37 points. Werder Bensman, Ben Conley, second on 36 points. Gordon all the way on eighth on only six points. So to, to sh- this, this league is so heavily stacked. Uh, from positions one through six, between 37 and 24 points, seventh has 12 points, and then eighth is Gordon with six. <laughs> Do you know, there's, there's time for me to catch Sweeney. Like, and, and there's, I, there's time for you to not come second bottom, but that's it. My, my, my brother always said this about fantasy football leagues, is the start should be, don't be last. Yeah. That's his starting point, was don't be the worst in this league. Well, it's not finished yet. We've still got over half a season to the go. Mi- so. The midweek card did me a couple of weeks ago because James McIver was playing me that week and he's like, your fucking whole team's in the injury. Like, <laughs> my whole defence was injured. So again, share, review, retweet, we've get in a, touch with us. We've had a lot of new members of the Facebook group. Uh, thanks very much. Do invite your pals. If you're in the Facebook group, invite them in if you know someone that likes a coupon. Uh, even if you, you don't, Get your friends to share it, your friends, your non-gambling friends to share it, because they will have people in their network that like gambling, and we are on a serious roll. And just an I'll note, if you just like football, we have the Ziggy Gordon interview, as we've said. So if you don't know anyone that likes gambling, but people who listen to any podcast, interview, sport, otherwise, send them on to this. Yes. Get on Facebook, search trampled bet podcast join the group get your mates to join the group get involved in the conversation and also follow us on twitter uh, at john walker underscore 1986 you'll get myself at asv sports and you get me at underscore gordo mick oh you can get us all at trampled bet have a good weekend enjoy your christmas Podcast Network.